Welcome to Orphan News. This is Saratova Best. Um, we are learning the far, final part of the Sikha about Maishu Rabbeinu. Who is Maishu Rabbeinu and what is Shabbos Agadol? And we, we left off speaking about Tzadi, Kapitel Tzadi, Tzadik, 90, and since we're in the decade of 90s now from Tushin Pei Aleph all the way, we have nine years to go, but we're in this time leading up to Tzadi. Then we spoke about what Tzadi means. You have to listen to the previous recording. But now our question is, we're finishing off again with Maishu Rabbeinu. Why uniquely does, why can't we do it alone? Why can't we do it on our own? Just get there, to Geula, connect with Hashem, do it on our own. Why do we need Maishu Rabbeinu? And we can say that in order to put together two opposites, you have to be those two opposites together in you. He is a union of these two opposites, of Hashem and the world, Ishalokim. So he can put together Hashem and the world. And so can we. And he is just much more, well, so can we, but by Meshur Benu it's plus, plus, plus. And then a whole bunch of other stuff that we aren't at all. That Meshur Benu is the ultimate tzaddik and we're on our way, <laughs> on our way. So, these words, Mina Mishisihu, let's go into these words. Where, where did he come from? We said, I drew him out of the water. What's the water? Of course, the hidden domain. What is this hidden domain? Where did you take him out of? Where did Hashem, I mean, Basia ostensibly drew him out of the water, but Hashem drew him out of the water. So, Hashem took him out of where? Where was he, or really, I mean, there's so much to it. The malchus of Paro, the evil itself, in its gula state. Imagine that the evil itself took him out of the hidden domain. Isn't that interesting? Paro, somebody from Paro's family. He's the ultimate evil. He's the ultimate opponent to Hashem. And it's as if, and his own daughter brought Meishur Benu into the to to revelation. So there's so much in that, as we said in other audio, there's so much in that that the darkness itself ultimately ends up wanting Geula so desperately that it will do whatever it has to do to bring the hidden truth out into the world. It's unbelievable. And as we're seeing in the world today, it probably happens through um, the the darkness and the, the lies proliferating more and more and more and everybody buying into them. Just everybody just, you know, acquiescing to ultimate nonsense and 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 that's somehow how the darkness will end up breaking itself. In addition to we'll see with Shabbat Agabal. So so where was Maishur Dinu taken out of Mina Main Mishitihu from 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 the the hidden domains? From where? From the, the, the level of Yudke Vavke, of Hashem as he's concealed out above the world. But it now he was revealed. He came out of there. And that, so that reality where he came out of was revealed. Now, by the way, I always use this ridiculous example of my first time filling up the car with gas and I was so nervous and I drove away when it was done. I was so happy it was over and I drove away, but I forgot to disconnect the hose from the car, so I ended up pulling, yeah, I ended up pulling half the, uh, 
you know, the whole hose with me and whatever it was attached to. It was quite a, quite a, right. So, so when you're leaving a place, when you're leaving a place, you're probably going to take the reality of that place with you if you're leaving. There's so many, I'm not going to go into the examples, but there are so many examples in science, we'll have them and everything. So when you're leaving a place and you're going somewhere else, you're probably going to take a bit of where you left with you. So if Maishar Bain was leaving the hidden domain, the concealed domain of Yudke Vavke, he's pro- and, he's, and he's coming into this world, he's probably going to schlep with him some of that reality of Yudke Vavke into this world. Perfect. That's what we need. That's what modern Taira is all about. So he came from Alma Discatia. He was schlepped out of there, so to speak. So here's a really strong question. The mind, this water from which Mishisihu, you know, Maisha, from which he was drawn out, was the Nile River. And, right, she stood and, and they put him in the Nile River. Yes, he was in a basket, but they put him in the Nile River. Everybody knows that. And so... He was right there in the Avaida Zara of Mitzrayim. He was right next to the Avaida Zara of Mitzrayim. And Daska, the daughter of Paro, Melech Mitzrayim, took him out of the water. So as we say, if it was the daughter of Paro, the king of Mitzrayim, and Mitzrayim was Erev Zaharit, the most depraved, dark, spiritually dark place in the world. It's probably the template for spiritual darkness. It's like, it's the place from where the deep state comes from, so to speak. Mitzrayim, that place. It's all, it's, it's the original, 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 you know, uh, died in the wool, immoral, spiritually dark, 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 dark place. Total of Zaharit. And the water was the place that embodied that whole of Zara, the Nile River. And there was Maishra being put into that place. Of course, we know that the moment, I think, I, I think that the moment that Maishra Benu was put into that place, it, everything changed, put into the Nile River. Of course, the Gezerah was that the evil, the, the, the Klipa, Taro, was, was throwing Jewish babies into the, into the Nile River. Dafka throwing them into, you know, as the Rebbe says, the the Avaita, you know, today, what does that mean? Throwing Jewish boys into the Avaita Zara of Mitzrayim, the Avaita Zara of, of America. Whatever it is, whatever, you know, everybody's into, throw, why do we raise children and throw them into the Avaita Zara of America? So that Gezerah that the Jewish baby, babies were thrown into the water, I believe, ended the minute that Maishra Bainu was placed in the water. Partly because the stargazers predicted that there would come someone to, to Paris. Someone would come out of the... Someone would arise that would challenge the king, take over the Malchus, etc. So they said, good, a Jewish boy. So they said, put all the Jewish babies into the river. So the stargazers felt the minute that Maishra Bainu was put into the Nile River... Ah, it was done. Whoever the baby was, we didn't know who it was. He's in the he's in the Nile River. Good, that's it. So they no longer needed to throw Jewish babies into the river. So already we we see so many examples in history of 
um, uh, who was it? Was it the Maharal when he was born? No. Who was it that when he was born, the blood libels ended? I forget. Um, different gazeras ended when a great tzaddik is born, a great leader is born. So, okay, again, so here's Paro going into the, into the river. And then, and so everything changes once he goes into the river. And he specifically goes into the river. That's what Maishu Rabbeinu does. He goes, he alone, he uniquely can go into spiritual impurity and clean it up for us. Probably if we went, it would, it would be too strong. So he goes first. And he nullifies its, its, its real power. We went into the water. And then right away, boom, the darkness is so nullified that Paro's daughter actually goes to take him out. And so, and she's the one who calls him Mina Mai Mishisihu, I drew him out of the water. And this is specifically the name with which he's called, 10 names that he has. That's the one we all use, Paro's daughter's name. How come? You're talking about Alma Discussia, the concealed world, the opposite. Alma Discussia, the concealed world, is the exact opposite of the Avaitazar of Paro. So everything doesn't make sense. You know, strong names for weird stuff. And so the answer is, the higher you go, the lower you fall. In order to reach Hashem, higher than the creation, you need the daughter of Paro, Bas Paro. In order to reach that level higher than the creation, you need the daughter of Paro. By the way, just to interject, interject we learned a sikha about in the about the month of Nisan being a time of miracles when you can stretch when 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 Hashem is stretching the boundaries of nature. An hour of Vaida in the month of Nisan and and from Nisan on is to is to live on a miraculous level. And then make that our everyday life. So here it is. We're in the month of we have a, we have a we have a unique mission to do in this month, which is become miraculous. Start living in a miraculous way until that becomes our basic nature, and then go for a higher level of miracles. Well, guess what? So here's the sentence. In order to reach godliness above the creation, what does that mean? What does godliness above the creation mean? Miraculous living. Within the creation, if I, you know, if I want a cucumber salad and there are no cucumbers in the house or in the store, and they're just not selling cucumbers, well, let's say we're talking about Pesach. There were years when, and I heard, I think, in Israel or something, there's a matzah shortage. In years where there was a shortage of matzah, what are you supposed to do? Within the confines of nature, there's just not enough matzah. So if you need more, if you need matzah, you have to go, you have to go not to another matzah bakery, you have to go above the confines of nature. You can't, you can't try to get more matzah in the world of Elohim because there just isn't enough. They sold it all. 
But above Elohim, in the world of Yudke Vavke, above the creation, there's infinite matter there. You're not limited by the limitations of the world. So you have to switch to a different frequency. That's what we're being told to do by Hashem in this month. Switch to a different frequency. Just switch to what's called Saibus Kalami, you know, the level of Yudke Vavke, the hidden domain where all these limitations don't, don't, don't exist. How do you get there? You need Basparo to help you get there. Isn't that interesting? You need Basparo? Look at the name, Batya. Bas, the daughter who receives from Yudke Vavke. Bat, okay, this is the time for the joke. Uh, there was a Shidduch and a girl and a guy went out and they were both very, very, you know, very, very from. So she asked, so he asked her, what's your name? Her name was Bat. Batya, but she didn't want to say it because, you know, it's Bas Yud K. So she said, my name is Batka. Right? Like, we don't say Bat, we don't say Hashem's name Yud K, Yud, Yud and K, hey, we say Ka. So she said, my name is Batka. She didn't want to say Batya. She said, oh, you're Batka. I'm Kaylee Kaku. <laughs> His name was Eliyahu. <laughs> so, in order to get out of the darkness, you need Basya, the daughter of Yudke. Yudke is even higher than Yudke Vavke. You need the, the one who receives from Yudke to get you out of the darkness. Oh, yes, that's true. You need her, this receiver, the, the, the part that is able to receive from Yud K, from that very high level. That's the level you need to take Maishra Benu out of a place of Avaita Zara, the Nile River. You need a very high kayak. I mean, let's face it. It's a car, you know, anybody ever been to South America? Maybe, maybe it's not like that anymore. No, if the bus would break down, what did they what did they need? They needed everybody to get out of the bus. Okay. They needed more than that. They needed everybody that was on the bus and paid for a ticket to push the bus. Alright. Very very balabatish, right? Very hamish. Very hamish. So you, because you can't just have the bus driver get out of the bus and push the bus and it'll move it'll go up the hill. It's not gonna work. You needed a very strong kayak to get this job done. To be able to receive Kayach and to be able to get Maishar Abenu out of a place of Avaita Zara, you have the ultimate Sadik steeped in Avaita Zara and the ultimate Yid steeped in Avaita Zara. You need a very high Kayach to pull it, that, that energy out of Avaita Zara. You need the one that receives from Yudke, Yudke, from this very high She's going to pull him out of the hidden domain. So you can only have something that's strong enough to pull something out of the hidden domain. It's kind of like when the Rebbe says, the Lubavitcher Rebbe says, you should, of course you should use all the kaifas that you have and reveal them and all the talents. That's, that's no Kiddush. But you need to reveal all the kaifas that you have and use them, all the talents that you don't know about. Now, <laughs> How do you use 
use them if you don't know that you have them. You need to pull out the hidden kaychas and the hidden talents that you have that are so hidden that you don't know that you have them. Wow, that requires quite a frequency. That requires an unusual energy. For that, you need to be basya, the daughter of Yudke. You need to be receiving from Yudke. You can't use regular kaychas to reveal the talents that you don't know that you have. And guess what happens when she does that? Then you have the revelation of Mina Mai Mishisihu. Then you have the revelation of Maishar Binu from the concealed world into the revealed world. All of a sudden, Maishar Binu comes out of that hidden place and he's revealed. Which, by the way, when we're talking about Nisan, that's what we need to do. It sounds like we need to step into the energy of Vasya and pull the parts of ourselves that you have an easy time, you know, dealing with any problem and make it no longer a problem. Take something, we we need to find that place in ourselves, that body in ourselves, and reach into the higher domains that we do have access to, we just don't quite know how, and pull them in, pull that miraculous way into our everyday life. So now we can say that if Maishra Benu of course, he was in the Teva. He was in this basket beside, uh, on the banks of the river. He, was, he wasn't really in a Vaitazar. You want to say Maishra Benu was in a Vaitazar? He was next to it. He was, that's pretty low. I mean, if you call him Ish HaElohim, Ish is a person in this world. A person in the Nile River, that's a lot lower. You know, like, hi, what, you know, what do you do? You know, you, you meet a person, a regular person, you know. Guy's a plumber, he, you know, pays his taxes, he does what he does, he's not very sophisticated, he's not, uh, not doing mitzvahs per se, but you know, he does his work, whatever. She's a dental assistant, she does her work, and she doesn't, doesn't she, she's not interested in mitzvahs, but she does her work, that's, that's one level. It's okay, I mean, you know, not the best, but being in the Nile River, that's, that's low. So we're talking about Maishra Bainu being next to that very low place. But he was protected by the ark, by the teva, by the basket. And really, it was open. It was only, it was, it was, you know, there had, it had sides and a bottom, but it was open. It was an open basket. He could see up. It was open to influence from above. So here he was in the basket in the teva, but he was revealed to heaven. And being there, he, 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 he could look up, and so to speak, Hashem could look down at him, so to speak. And when he was there, um, um, Rasa Ima Shechina, she saw the Shechina with him. She could see it. She could see that this is a really special baby. Even after being Baspar, she could see. She sorry, it's still is Baspar, the daughter's par. She could see that the Shechina was with him, the daughter para. And so, you know, my mission, she took him out, specifically Baspar. And he grew up in Para's palace, and that gave him the kaiyach because he grew up. We said. He knew the street very well. He was very street smart. 
because he grew up in Paro's Palace. If you want to talk about somebody who, you know, can write a book, you know, those people, well, it's not very safe these days. If, if you, you know, let's just say it's not very safe these days. It's happening all the time now. People are, they work for a certain organization and they see stuff that's not okay. And then they decide that they're going to tell people in the world, well, yeah, um, it's not working out too well for them these days. Let's just say there's a lot of censorship, et cetera. But that's what's happening. And it gives them a real view of what's going on. I'm not going to say where. All kinds of places. All kinds of businesses. Let's call it businesses. He lived in the palace. He knew. You want to know the darkness and the corruption and the ugliness and the lies and the untruth and the the the, the abuse, you know, of the people and all that stuff for 10. You grow up in Paro's palace. You get a good education about mafia type of existence very, very well. And you know all of Paro's tricks. And a, a young ch- child is very perceptive. <coughs> they, <coughs> they're very perceptive. They see everything. They, 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 they know what's going on. So why? Why did Hashem send him there? I guess you have to know your enemy in order to be able to break your enemy. He had to break the klipa and the Avaidazar Mitzrayim. So he had to know it firsthand, intimately, by growing up there. And then, take us out of there. I guess he, he had to know where he, what he was taking us out of. And he had to help us understand what he was taking us out of. Which is interesting because that's one of the points of learning Hasidus these days. These always. Which is, we know we want Mashiach, we know we want Geula, we know we want life to be better, but we have such a simplistic understanding of why. You know, I mean, thank God there won't be any more suffering, God forbid, no more illness, and no more hunger, no more jealousy, all that stuff. And Hasidus is trying to inspire us with a much deeper understanding of what our soul wants and what there is what what we should be wanting to reject, what we should be dissatisfied with, not just the basics that everybody in the world can understand. Because this is trying to under, bring us to understand how desperate our neshama is, that it, what it what it wants to escape from, to go to Geula. So it comes out that the pasuk Tfilah Lamaish actually says the third thing about him, which is, you're talking about Isha Lakim, Hashem in the creation, and Maisha, Hashem above the creation, uh, sorry, there's, there's Maisha being in the creation, and Maisha being as he relates to above the creation. Okay, right? So the Avaita of purifying the lowest world, like the place he grew up. And so, Thila Lamaisha tells us something. It says in Chassidus, Thila Lamaisha is the Thila of a, a wealthy man. What spiritually wealthy connected with Atmos. Higher than Yudke Vaske, higher than Elohim, higher than Saizuk, higher than Mamalek. And puts the two together. And, and with the Kayach of Atmos, which is completely higher than the world and higher than no world, you know, above the world, 
then Elokus comes down into the entire world and all the levels, into the lowest of the low. And so, in Mashiach times, the there won't be any more impurity, and there won't be any more war, and, the, and there won't be any, all the other negative things in Mashiach times. The entire world will want nothing other than. All they will do all day long is know Hashem. Now, will they eat, drink, dance, sing, study, etc.? Yeah, for sure, all of that. But everything that they do will be an act of knowing Hashem. They won't have any other reason to do things. It will all be one dance of getting to know Hashem. It's the revelation of the Yino Hashem Elokeinu, the base of the Mishkan, the Tainagatni, and Maisei Yadenu Konen Aleim, Maisei Yadenu, as it says in the end of the capital. So, here we go. So, <clears throat> going back to Sadi, the number 90, capital 90, and because we're in the years of Tafshin Peyot. Tafshin pays leading up to eventually Tafshin Tzadik. We want to know what Tzadik is. We're in the most crucial decade in history. It's This is it. So what is all this about? The world was created with the hay. And, of course, a hay has three lines. You know, the roof, one side, and then one other a roof, one leg, and then a disconnected leg. Right? Everybody knows that. So that means Bria, Yatira, and Asiya. The top is Bria, Asiya, Bria, Yatira, and then a disconnected Asiya. Or thought, speech, and deed. Thought and speech, they're connected. Just look at the shape of the hay. And then disconnected leg, deed. So, um, and why is there this disconnect? You can think something, you can say it, it goes in a second. But then you want to stop before you do it. Or you want to stop and realize that it's not so simple to put into practice what you were thinking and saying. There's always this interruption. It's the same thing. There's Bri and Yatira. These are very worlds where Hashem is very revealed. Then boom, now it's going to be different. There's an interruption. Now we have the world of Asiya. So, if Hashem created the world whole, we understand. And if this world was created with the hay, and there's this interruption before you actually go into the world where you do stuff, which means there's a concealment that in this world, it's specifically concealed. You don't feel the connection to all the higher world. That's the problem. And yet it's a complete world. A complete world where you don't see Hashem? What kind of complete world is that? Well, Hashem created with Shem Elohim. Okay. A world that hides Hashem, that he creates through the letter Hey. So what do we do in this world where you can't see him? He did it on purpose, and it's through the letter Hey, and yet that's a complete world, it, it, or it needs its completion from us. What's that all about? In this world, the Avaita is Sadi. Choose the side of truth in this world where Hashem is not revealed. Sadi. Choose Sadi. My side. Choose my side, says Hashem. Choose my side, says Rashi. Now, but again, we're saying you can spell Sadi, Sadiq with a kuf. So what's the kuf? 
That's Kedusha. It's when you reach a place that comes from messing up, that from the letter hey, do you notice that if you take a hey, you can make it into a kuf. You don't have to erase it. You just add a little length to the leg of the hay, right? What's the difference between a, a hay and a cook? You have a hay already. You don't have to erase it and start all over. You just extend the line a little bit below below the line, and you have a cook instead of a hay. It goes very low down, higher than the place from which Hashem created the world. Why? So Hashem makes the possibility of a cook where you could have real, ugly, corruption, deception, big pharma, et cetera, et cetera, and all their machinations and their, all their corrupt billions and, and all that stuff. Oh, boy, I shouldn't say this on record. So how, that's the cliff. The cliff makes it possible. It goes way below where it should go. And yet, Hashem created this world for us to fix. We become partners with him in Maitabreshi. To purify that place. And as Moshe Rabbeinu did, that's the whole of Tzadik that we bring down from Tzadi, the side of good, we even take the Kuf along with us. So that means, let's just say in a simple way, we're in this decade now that we just started Rosh Hashanah, the decade of the 90s. So the decade of the 90s is the decade when we are being invited to choose Tzadi, to choose the side of Hashem, the side of truth, the side of goodness, the side of Meshavim, the side of Tyra. Choose that one. And even when you call the 90 Tzadi or Tzadik, add the Kuf. The Kuf is the place of real, the Nile River, Paro, and that. It's a deep state. It's a globalist. It's a real bad stuff. It's all... The kuf enables it to have a place in the world. The kuf, you have a hay, the world is created, but one little, just let it go a little further down. Take a world that was created. All these bad guys, when they were born, they weren't bad. They were just newborn babies. So these bad guys, they were just newborn babies. They were born into a world created from the hay. But all you have to do is mess up a little bit and it gets worse and worse and worse and you're into the kuf. The kuf makes it possible. It goes way below, below the line of where one should go. Way, way out of bounds. And, and that kuf represents kedusha on one hand, but also klipa. Interesting. But you pull all that. We're, so Meishabin was not afraid of that place, the kuf the Nile River. He said, I was in the Nile River when I was, you know, just born. No problem. Pyro's Palace? What about that? So he said, I grew up in Pyro's Palace. So what's going to scare you? Nothing. Vaishra Benu says, I know the street. I know the cliff. I know the darkness. I know it. I know the lowest of the low. Don't worry. We're doing this. Hashem is giving me the, the mission to bring holiness to pull us out of there and bring holiness even to that place. And that is the meaning of, you know, now that we're in this decade of 90s, Tafshin, up on the way to Tafshin, Tafshin Tzadik, this is what we're here to do for the next nine years. Amen, Mashiach will be here. 
don't be afraid of the darkness. I'm talking to myself. I find it very scary. Talking to myself. Don't be afraid of the darkness and don't be afraid of the bad guys. My Shurbane is going to take care of them. It's the 90s. He's going to take care of them and the bad plans and all that stuff. They seem to have a lot of power. They really do seem to have a lot of power. More and more and more. Okay. There's a master plan from Hashem. Tzaddik. The Tzaddik Yisrael Eilam. He'll take care of it. He incorporates the Kuf in his name. Tzaddi, Tzaddik. And at the same time, he does it in a multifaceted way of getting the whole world. Maishar being of the generation gets the whole world to be to take the, the side, Sadi, which side do you want, right or left? Well, I'm on Sadi, the side of Hashem, of truth. So now, we understand why Maishar Benu is the Redeemer, the Gulas Mitzrayim, the first Redeemer and the last. Because he's on the level of Tfilas Maisha, Ishelokim, he can bring Geula, the revelation of Kayach Bligvul, into the world. And he can get us out of all the limitations even of the Klippa and of Eidazar of Nisraim. And because of this, with this Kayach, he can bring the Gula. And just like, and, and a Gula which, in which we see greater wonders, we see greater wonders than even then. He, he's able to, to enable us, enable, to bring not only Nisim, not only miracles in nature, Elohim, but open miracles higher than Dergateva, or even this love. And then in this year, even Plava. And this will be a Geula that will have no more Gullus after it. So that the whole world will be a permanent dwelling for Hashem. So now to finish off, what does it have to do with Shabbat Zagadol? What's the next Gadol of Shabbat Zagadol? We said that you know, all the details of Shabbos Agadol, but what is Shabbos Agadol? Why is it called Shabbos Agadol? It's going to be. The nace of Shabbos Agadol is L'maka Mitzrayim B'Chorehim. That Mitzrayim, the place of the deepest, the template for the deepest deep state, spiritual impurity, the deepest. The miracle is that it destroyed itself. The power of the power of the unholy, real unholy, represented by the Bukharim of Mitzrayim, um, fight, schluck Mitzrayim, destroys Mitzrayim itself. Their own people, the, the thing itself destroyed itself. The evil itself destroys itself. It was a land full of, um, full of Avaidazar, etc. The place of the Kuf, way below, you know, one thing that Hashem created the world, but a world that becomes so spiritually depraved, that's Mitzrayim, the Kuf. Way below the line. And it became purified. Through its own people. I mean, obviously through Meishardim. But its own people wanted to then destroy it. Because there was a revelation higher than higher than Hashem in this world. Higher than the miracles 
that happened with the Yidden, or the miracles that Hashem made. The miracle of Shabbos of Gadol is so intense. And it's one thing, Hashem comes along and he creates all these miracles and he breaks nature, it's his nature, he breaks nature, he splits the sea, he does all these makras, all that stuff. But the miracle of seeing the klipa, the Avaidazara, decide that it wants to destroy itself, that's a big miracle. That's the miracle of Shabbos Agadol. That's why it's called Shabbos Agadol. It's the ultimate Shabbos. Shabbos is the place of peace. Peace of the future. You can't have that peace unless the darkness, unless the Avaidazara is destroyed. But what kind of a, a level of peace that we will have not if we destroy the Avaidazara, because they'll still, they won't ever be happy campers if we destroy them. They'll only be with the program of Gu'ula if they decide to destroy themselves. Hashem comes and wipes them out. We, we read all those, you know, on Shabbos, we read all these Haftarahs, and it always looks like Hashem is going to wipe out, wipe out everybody, he's going to wipe out this one and that one and that. He's always going to wipe out, you know. Turns out, doesn't look like it's going to happen. It's not going to be, I mean, we've had plenty rough months long with the tidal waves and tsunamis and hurricanes and there, there's plenty, that's the truth. But them deciding to wipe themselves out, that's big. That's a big miracle. That's Shabbat Shabbat. And that brings out even more the eternal Kayach and the unlimited Kayach of Hashem. That Hashem chooses to reach even such a low place and create miracles in such a way, in such a place. And that's why it's called Nesgadol. And that's why it's Dafka, the beginning of the Geula and Nisim of the Geulah Mitzrayim. And this nace goggle happens to on Shabbos. There's one other time in, in, in Tyra where it speaks about, and maybe other, a few, but where it talks about a nace goggle. And that's the nace of Gimel Tamos. But it says in Tanakh, there was never a miracle before or after, like the miracle of Gimel Tamos. Joshua took nature and stopped it. And stopped nature temporarily. The whole other thing. But this idea of a nace guggle within nature itself, that nature, that the evil that nature can create will destroy itself. Unbelievable. So nace guggle, which is the beginning of all the miracles of Geula and Geula's Mitzrayim, specifically on Shabbos, that's what Shabbos is about. Shabbos is the time of eternal peace. Remember, we're ta- talking about Meisher Benu bringing us permanence. And, uh, and Shabbos is in two parts. It's double. You know, there's Friday night when you disconnect from the world, the, from the week. And you still feel you're disconnecting from the week. And then Shabbos day, Shabbos morning, when you forgot about the week, hopefully. And you're into a, you're into a higher energy. So, and double is always connected to the Ula. 
So in this Shabbos of Shabbos Agadol, when the Nez Gadol happened, uh, when Machim Yitzrayim did Chorein, Yitzrayim was destroyed by its own people, by its own first firstborn. It transforms the whole Shabbos. So that it becomes a Shabbos Agadol. And therefore, that Shabbos has the ability to bless, to bench, the whole Pesach. So to sum up, we understand we're approaching Shabbos Agadol. Shabbos Agadol is the moment when all the evil destroy, looks to, de- or the evil looks to destroy itself and begins to destroy itself. And that's why it's the beginning. That's why we say the Haggadah. And it's the beginning of the miracles. Because that is the ultimate miracle when, when, when the bad guys come onto the side of Kedusha, when the Kuf adds on to Tzadi, becomes tzaddik, and who enabled this to all happen? The tzaddik, Yasaid Ailam, the tzaddik enables the kuf, the darkness, to add on to tzaddi, my side, Hashem's side, and, 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 and make it a full 90. And, and, and therefore we understand that, that we have the power we, when we're in, by the way, when we're in Shabbat Agadol Parshas Tzav, ain't Tzav Elolashin Zeros, Zeros, When we're in Parshas Tzav, we're talking about, or the way it was in that year that it was Parshas Tzav, we're talking about something very quick. Um, and some quick means, you know, something that's going to be permanent down here. It's the same kind of energy. It happens really fast and it's here forever. And that's why Hashem says to Maishra being Tzabel Aaron. Command Aaron. And through this, and through Aaron, it comes to every one of us. Because Aaron is Ayav Shalom, Ayav Shalom. Ayav Shabir, Sama Karban, He has the Tzivoy and the unlimited Kayach from Hashem in the present and in the future. Niyad. There's nothing standing in the way to doing it right away. We're being empowered through this era of Pesach and the, this decade of the 90s and this Shabbat Agadol to do things immediately and to have immediate, immediate results. You know, boom, boom, boom. Time is very disconnected now because but because Aaron and through the and us and through Maishabenu, we can be in it fully, and that can become our life, and forever that can be become our life. You step into a brand new moment, you're a brand new person, and forever. It's like immediately something that like the base of Migdash, the third base of Migdash that obliterates all of the darkness forever and ever, and so. And so, what we since we're approaching Pesach, we're in the month of Nisan, and so what do we see? It will bring out of us more desire and more kaichas to do the Avaida, to spend our lives in a way of miracles. And Nisan Nisan, as we're used to it, and we're used to it in the way we learn Torah and we do mitzvahs, but we want to go higher and higher. Until we come to the true Neta Gadol, 
which is connected with Gadol Abayamulamod. And we have the Kaya from Mizmor Tzadik. The Shekhinah will be down. We're here with us. And Maishar Benu gives the Chayot every single year, especially through the spark of Maishar Benu in us, that affects our Avaida to reveal the Tzadik that's in us. As it is connected with Tzadik Hashem B'chol And through this, do our Avaida in Sadi. Choose the side of truth. Choose the side of Hashem. Give ourselves over totally to the Tzad of Kaira so that it becomes Sadi, my side. That's it. Choose the right side and stay on, be on the right side stronger and stronger for ourselves, for our influence on others, for spreading Kaira in the whole world to be Mashpia on all the nations, Shavimitsas. And therefore, we say, we wish each other that we should have the Shlemus immediately now of, we want to do everything in a way of, of Sadiq, reach every single corner of the world, and may the Shekhinah be with us in the base of Mizdash Shlishi. It should be a Kashrim Freilich and Pesach for all.